it's creeping in. It's a little bit like, you know, what's the phrase? You know, if you put a frog in boiling water, it tries to jump out. But if you boil it slowly, it just stays there. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of people's emotions at the moment. And my fear is that it will bake. This sense of apathy, not knowing what to do, heaviness may bake around people's external life such that when we come out the back of this, they may not get out of it as quickly as people think they're going to get out of it. And if we find, for example, as we go into the summer, things ease off a little bit, but we're still in lockdown. And then we go into another phase of this in the winter of 2021, for example, we could be in a really difficult position about back end of this year in terms of people's emotional state and the way they deal with things. So I think we've got to tackle this head on now. Hello, this is Dr. Rowe, and you are listening to The Cicado Show with Dr. Rowe and Harms. Cicado means to seek turning points. And on this show, where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today, the mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level. To give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 steps to success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at Cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another episode of The Cicado Show, where today you'll be experiencing something new, which we're calling a Cicado Short, where we'll be sharing with you tools and techniques for creating rapid turning points today. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Hi, Ro, what are we sharing with the listeners on a rapid turning point experience today? 
Hey Harms, hi folks, thanks for tuning in. Today's subject is resilience. It's a subject that has been on the back of my mind for some time. I think we're seeing a lot of change happening in the world at the moment, but more importantly, it's how people are reacting to that change. And what, what I'm feeling is that people are really feeling quite beaten up by the set of circumstances, both economically, just in terms of family, relationships, health. So this is a really important subject to tackle. And what I think we want to cover more than anything else is a really simple process that if you just take even an element of this, it'll start to make a change. Sometimes it's just breaking the the stagnant experience that we're, we're having right now. It's creating a break in that inertia. It's m- making some sort of movement forward to change our circumstances. So resilience is not just something that's for the moment as we're recording this. Anytime you get into a situation where you're feeling a little bit emotionally built, beaten up, financially beaten up, and the world just is on top of you, it's just reflecting back in. So there's six steps I'd like us to go through if we can today, Harms. That makes sense. So what we're saying to the listeners is, especially in the world right now, we're going through an extremely challenging time. And by having this awareness on how to dip and dip into these six stages you're going to take us through allows people to recover quickly from difficult, tough situations, that ability to bounce back. Yes. Fantastic. So I guess the next question is, what is the opposite of resilience? What do you see? What have you observed when somebody isn't cultivating or demonstrating resilience? Yeah, I mean, just just uh, when you talked about resilience, uh, that's a lovely description. It's just bouncing back. It's be, it's being able to uh, resist what's going on around us and filtering. Whereas the opposite to that is just overwhelm. Everything is coming at us from left, right, and centre. And whereas you know, under certain circumstances, we might be able to filter that. That's just gone. That filter's literally broken down. It's a little bit like you know, your muscles are exhausted, and you don't have the emotional capacity to differentiate between what's a small item versus a big item. So everything feels overwhelming. It could be emotional breakdown, tears, frustration, or shutdown is the other thing. It's the it's the fight, flight, and freeze situation where people literally just shut down and they they can't deal with anything else, or just that I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to how handle this situation. So our ability to resist, to differentiate, to filter, to say no, uh, is gone. So it shows up as not being able to wake up in the morning, feeling apathetic, feeling exhausted, not feeling like your immune system's strong. And of course, if we get stressed, our immune system drops, and that's when we get ill. And of course, at the moment, that's probably not a good thing either. So what we what we can say is, if somebody stays in these uh, these ways or these behaviours, is it possible for somebody to remain in this state of whether it's powerlessness, we've spoken about being in a victim mentality in the past, where they just lose the ability to bounce back, as we've just described. Is that fair to say? Oh my God, people can stay there for years, Harms. I mean, literally, you've been at live events with me where people have come up and said, I just feel like I've broken out of this bubble I've been in for ages. So sometimes it can take an experience to break that, but it can also take an experience to put us in that space. It's it's a significant emotional event. And particularly at the moment, I think under the COVID conditions, it's creeping in. It's a little bit like, you know, what's the phrase, you know, if you put a frog in boiling water, it tries to jump out, but if you boil it slowly, it just stays there. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of people's emotions at the moment. And my fear is that it will bake this fear, this, this, this sense of apathy, not knowing what to do. Heaviness may bake around people's external life such that when we come out the back of this, they may not 
get out of it as quickly as people think they're going to get out of it. And if we find, for example, as we go into the summer, things ease off a little bit, but we're still in lockdown. Then we go into another phase of this in the winter of 2021, for example, we could be in a really difficult position at the back end of this year in terms of people's emotional state and the way they deal with things. So I think we've got to tackle this head on now. Understand. So with that phrase in mind, tackling this, where do we tackle this? How do we start What's the process? You mentioned there's six stages, there's six steps. I would love to take the listeners through this right now. Okay, great. So this is a good question. So if everyone gets your pens out, or if you're listening to this, I would certainly recommend going back and revisiting this. Because remember, this is a rapid. We're not spending an hour and a half. We're just going straight into this, taking off the gloves. We're going toe to toe with this. First step, always, always, always is a state change. Now, this is a term that's been used for decades now, particularly in the world of, say, NLP, for example. Uh, Certainly when I started looking into this back in my early 20s, which is, what, 30 years ago, I found that just even when I was feeling slightly down, if I made an immediate physical state change, it changed the way I feel. And we all know this because you can be having a really sort of tough morning and then you get a phone call to say, oh, you've won the lottery or, you know, you've won a prize or you go into work and then you find out that you've had a pay rise or something happens in your life that instantly changes the way you perceive that moment. You get up, you walk around, you celebrate, you jump up and down, you know, you go get yourself a drink, an ice cream or whatever it is, and you suddenly feel a difference. Unfortunately, when we're in a state of overwhelm or we're feeling that we don't have resilience, that just completely, everything around us crushes our physical state. We we get smaller, we shrink down, we breathe shallower, our shoulders come down, our eyes go down, our whole physiology changes. So the first thing to do is literally change your physiology. You can do that by breathing, by jumping up and down. I have a rebounder in my office if I'm ever feeling a little bit flat, just going, literally standing up and walking, but get yourself out of the physical environment that you're in. So number one is a physical change. That could just be, even like I'm doing this now, jiggling my feet, shaking my body, vibrating, whatever it is. To add to that, number two is a change of environment. So getting up, getting out, walking out the, out the office, walking out your house if you can, even if it's walking onto a balcony and just taking a deep breath, but do something to change the environment because we, we actually associate an energetic feeling to a bad, bad experience that we're in. So if we're, if we're in a place where we're feeling shitty and our energy's flat, then if we can move from that spot to even just moving five feet away, 10 feet away, so change your environment. And the last thing is, I mean, you by all means ask a few questions on this, Hans. You know, if you can't do any of those, because for example, if you're in an office and you can't move around very quickly and you've got to stay there, just close your eyes and take a deep breath and go into a form of meditation. So it's it's really literally counting in for three or four or five, breathing in and breathing out again, listen to some personal development, put on a video, an audio, something that, to inspire you that's rapid. Try and get yourself away from electronic gadgetry. So EMFs, electronic uh, electromagnetic frequencies can actually cause us problems. Blue emission of light from screens, anything like that. But you have to change your state. You cannot stay in that physical place and that physical state and become resilient. You have to move your physiology to become more resilient. Great, well, that makes sense. On number two there, change environment. Interestingly enough, recently you spoke to an audience of 800 people on a Saturday. Now, for those people, as an example, they're very entrepreneurial and they themselves will be going through a, a rough patch. You know, they are locked down. Their businesses may have faced hurdles and blockades because of what's going on. But what they decided to do was change their environment by being 
around and surrounding themselves by certain people going to watch a keynote conversation or a speech on the topic of communication was what you was doing however it's just that principle of changing the environment doing something different on a Saturday which you may not have done which hopefully would have broken the state of many people there feeling like their business was you know against a brick wall it's not going anywhere maybe they couldn't see into the future so I just want to re-emphasize the point of changing the environment because the feedback yeah. we got from that event 800 plus people was oh my god this was incredible I feel fired up I'm ready to go again and that kind of feedback is exactly the demonstration of what can happen when you change your state. So that's number one, Ro. And on that note, that's a very good point. The environment is a physical environment that's around you. And then the, and the number three was the internal environment. So if you can do some work yeah. on the inside your mind, as well as put yourself into a space, it may not even be going to another event, like a room, but you can be on a Zoom call where you feel like you're surrounded by a lot of great people as well. But if, if your body is static, and you are experiencing pain, overwhelm, and a lack of resilience, everything in your emotional, physical state anchors to that feeling. The minute you change it, you jump up and down, you move, you run, you breathe, you, you shake that off. I mean, we literally talk about shake it off, shake it off, you do. But then it's what happens next to make sure we don't go back into that state. Great. So number two, what happens next after a state change? Okay, so in the in the process of changing our state, and this is a great question, actually, is you know where do I go next? You have to remove any distractions. So let's say for the sake of argument, you do get out and you can go for a walk. Don't take your phone with you. Don't take your laptop with you. Don't take anything with you. Just go and walk. Walk in nature. If you're in a city, just walk along the street. But just stay focused. So whether it's you know it's a case of just bring your singular focus down to a couple of key things, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Which are, I'm going to give you three big questions. But focus on where you want to be, not where you are. The fact that you're feeling overwhelmed is because all you can see in front of you is, oh my God, I've got to deal with the kids. I've got to deal with that problem with my finances. I've got to deal with that issue with the bank. I've also got to sort out that question that came in from my boss. Uh, I'm also trying to write this book that I'm trying to do at the moment. Also, I'm worried about my mum's health. Also, I've got into this argument with my family. How do I deal with that? And all of a sudden, all these things are going on around us and we just don't feel like we can see a way through it. So it's a little bit like firefighting harms. We're literally focusing on multiple things at the same time. And when that happens, it, it actually vibrationally creates more stress. So we have to singularly bring our point of focus back to one place. So remove any distractions, any noises of people around us trying to talk to us and see if you can in some way get to nature. If you can't get out to nature, then maybe another way to do that is just close your eyes, as I said, and imagine yourself walking in the mountains by a stream, in a meadow, or through a woods, but you have to remove distractions. Removing distractions is a word that jumps out to me there because one of the things that can keep you in the state that you're currently in, which is, you know, a lack of resilience in your body, is some of the language, some of the conversation, some of the media headlines, some of the social media posts that constantly are refreshing on your feed. Exactly. Which, you know, imagine you are on that walk you're starting to feel like, okay, my state has changed. I'm removing distractions. I'm getting focused. All of a sudden your phone pings. You look at it, it's the latest news update on whatever's happening with COVID. Suddenly you're back into that original state, which you're trying to get out of. So I yes. think removing distraction jumps out. Actually, um, on, on that note, bro, what is really powerful is to change the way, the speed at which you walk. So there's, there's I can't remember what the word, how many, sorry, how many it is, but we have like literally 
hundreds of different ways we walk. If you, if you take it, it's a bit like looking at, there's 23 ways to look at snow if you look at the Inuits, right? We don't realize it, but walking is the same thing. So actually, just by changing the speed of your walk, walk as though you've just won the lottery and you're going to pick up the money from the bank or walk as though, you know, you, you've just been told that you've, uh, you've won a brand new car and you're walking down to the garage. You've got to be there in the next five minutes. Otherwise you don't get the car. Walk with a sense of purpose and just walk and smile and imagine an amazing thing happening to you. And that alone will shift your focus. It brings your energy back and your body suddenly starts to vibrate at a totally different frequency. So well, once we've achieved that, what do we do next? Okay. So in the process of changing state, this is good. We've got focus. We're removing our distractions. Now, all we do now is we define the situation because the thing about being resilient is being resilient to what? Is it coming on a personal level? Is it relationship level? Is it a financial level? Is it a health level? Is it a family level? Kids? Shit, Dr. O. It's all of those things. Exactly. So now we have to define our situation. If you can, and you've had a bit of a walk and had a stretch, you come back with a blank piece of paper and you write down and define the situation, literally write it out. Often when it's in our heads, when it's in our hearts, there's multiple conversations going on. Try as best you can is to capture it on paper. That's certainly for me one of the easiest ways to do it. You physically, and don't type it, write it if you can, through a pen, through through your hands onto paper, and just clearly state what the situation is that I'm in right now. And if you have to, write the whole thing out as a big messy description first and then rewrite it into sections. I, you know, it might be your personal life, it could be your professional life, your financial life, and compartmentalize each of the areas that happen in your life that's causing you a sense of, you know, I've lost my resilience. If you're out and you can't write it down and you just say, well, screw this, I'm out for a walk for an hour, speak it out loud. Okay, this is a situation I'm in right now. This is happening in this part of my life. This is happening in this part of my life. And just talk it, define it. And then having done that for maybe five to 10 minutes, go back and break each one down into key bullet points. Try and simplify the picture rather than make it more complicated. Is, is this making sense? That makes sense, Ro. And I think the message here is, is just write it as it is. Write what you're feeling, write what's yes. in your mind. Uh, another way to describe this, I imagine, is it, just a download. All of those things that are floating around in your head at any one moment in time, just start to download it from mind and heart to paper. Once it's there what's what, what can we do with that information now it's all on paper what's the next step one thing downloaded pages and pages so one thing you just said there is is important harms is uh, as it is not worse than it is or more optimistically than it could, can be for now it is simply a factual that's probably a good word to put it in here actually a factual description of the situation rather than the, all the emotions like oh my gosh she said this and then this happened and i got so furious and angry it, it actually just state it on paper the situation and often when we do that we go all right you know actually this looks ridiculous now having written it down this isn't quite as bad as I thought, but when you're yeah. in the experience, you, rem- you you react to it. But when you see it on paper, it's very, very different. A good way to do it as well is to float up into the air and look down at it from above as though it's on a big piece of paper and t- take a look at it from different angles. So your question was, what's next? So that's step four. Good, good point, right? So what is step four? We've de- defined the situation. So there's three big questions, Harms. What I'll do is I'll say each one, and then maybe you can just uh, either add to it or come back and just clarify, just in case I haven't made it clear. So the first question is, what do I think the solution is? So having floated up, looked at it, written it down, spoken it out loud, tried to compartmentalize it, factualized it, maybe written it out once. Oh, shit, that was a bit emotional. Let me rewrite it again in a factual way. 
okay, so, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like my resilience levels are low. What is the solution? Is it a, an overall solution or is it actually a case of a solution to each one of these areas? And remember, I think I want to just make a statement here. Look at the things that you have control over. Do, do you understand what I mean by that? Do you want to elaborate on that, Harms, when I talk about that? So look at the things that you feel you've got control over. So I think what you're saying there, Ro, is we can't change the macro economy. We can't change the decision on the government's policy around COVID. We can't exactly. change the fact that are we locked down or not locked down. We can't change that certain industries affected. All of these things are out of our control, but do suck our attention and our focus. And they yes. become major distractions as, we, as we've discussed. So I think what you're saying, Ro, is focus on exactly what you have the power and the influence to make a change within. And I think that's what we need to identify. If by happen chance, you start to write down uh, things which are out of your control, you can quickly spot those and just cross those out. Okay, that's yeah. not in my control. Not in exactly. my control. Not, and then you'll start to have a, the, what it could be one or two items which are in your control, but at least you now have identified what you can do. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, for anyone listening, even if you find yourself doing it, that's great. You just go, always ask the question, can I control it or not? Actually, no, cross it off. Boom. So what's the solution to that which I've written down or the solutions to start with? By the way, within that, those three big questions, what, you know, what do I think is a solution? Just a couple of mini points to that. See as it is now. And if you can't see a solution from this point, then imagine yourself five years older, looking back at the you that's now and asking yourself the question, oh, okay, I've solved that on five years from now. What would I have done to solve it? And often that's the easiest way to do it. You look backwards and you go, oh my gosh, it's like in life, go, had I done this and had I done that, that I would have solved it. Well, you can do the same thing by fast forward in your life. It's, like, it's a timeline therapy that I do sometimes with people. I go, right, imagine we're standing there and look back. What would you do? And they go, oh my gosh, it's totally different. I have a totally different perspective. So number one is, what's the solution? Number two is, can help me. So number one is, what is the solution? Number two is, who is the person or the people that can help me with this solution? So look around you. It could be somebody close to you, somebody further away from you, somebody you know who's a friend of a friend, even someone that's been through something similar. But you've got to do a what, and then you've got to do a who can help me with that. And then the third thing, the third big question is, what resources do I need? So do I need finances? Do I need tools? Do I need to pull in some equipment for this? Is it a skill I need to learn? Do I need to go back and re relearn something from the past? What are the resources that I need around me to help me solve this situation as it is right now? Does that make sense? I mean, is there anything you want to just add or, or pull from me on that? Those three. Uh, that's fantastic. That makes sense. Uh, my big question was going to be, you know, what if you can't understand or what if you can't identify what the solution is? Because that has a knock on effect to questions two and three. Who can help me? Uh, what resources do I need? But the fact that you're looking back in yourself, you know, they, ha they have that phrase, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Or what we're trying to do here is create hindsight, visualize hindsight, imagine hindsight, and then these answers will unlock. Well, yeah. you've actually raised a good point there, actually, because sometimes, especially when I'm doing one-to-one -one, uh, and people go, I just can't see a solution to this. This is a great point, actually, Harms has raised here. If, if that's the situation, I might say to you, Harms, okay, imagine that you knew the solution secretly. Imagine you secretly knew it and it's tucked down inside you and you were sat there looking at it and you go, well, it's obvious, actually. What do you think that would be? And they go, well, actually, I, I think the solution is this. And they've suddenly found it without realizing it. <laughs> so that's another way to do it. Or, or you, I'd say to you, who do you know that's kind of been through this already, Harms? And you go, well, 
funnily enough, I have got a couple of friends that had a similar situation, right? So if you were them, how would they tackle it? Or that could be, who can I go to to help me with the solution? Absolutely. And when we're talking about big question number two, who can help me? We've expanded this in the past, but coaches, mentors, friends who can be objective, friends who can become a mirror for the situation you're going on, friends who can ask you these powerful questions and these processes that we're working through now. But I think personally defaulting to a coach who has these skills is always my number one preference. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So that was number four, the three big questions. So we, can I go to five? Yeah, please, number five. So number five is... And I think this is an important one is, is, is take a look inside. So you've, you've, you've mapped it all out. You've got some idea. It doesn't have to be perfect, by the way. All we're trying to do is break the inertia. We're trying to get out of uh, a situation where we st- stood in one place and we're now moving into first gear. Don't think about overall solution right now. Just think about making some sort of action forward, something that breaks this inertia. So now we take a look inside and we say, right, what are my strengths? What are my core strengths? And if you're thinking, holy sh. You know, I'm overwhelmed right now, Dr. I feel my resilience is low. I don't think I've got any strengths. Every single bu- human being has a strength. All of us do. So how do we look for that? Number one, go and look at past experiences. Where have you been in the past where you actually had a strength to deal with something similar to this? There will have been some point in the past. Or how have you tackled this in a different way, maybe in a slightly different situation where you, you had a strength for quality? So when I talk about strengths, I'm talking about what qualities do you have? Resilience could be one of them, uh, ability to communicate, uh, ability to overcome difficult situations. You may have the ability to ask right questions. You might be likable. People may, you, you've got a good skill to reach out and ask other people for help. You might be good with numbers. You might be good with people skills. You know, w- whatever you think you've got that skills that are needed for this solution. And if you don't think you know what they are, go back to one of the people we talked about in question four, like Harm said, maybe a coach or a friend and say to them, what are my co- core skills? When, I, when I'm faced with a difficult situation, what do you see in me? What's the strength that you see in me? Every single person listening to this will have those strengths and ask yourself, what strengths can I bring to the table for this situation? I love that. Well, I want to add another point there, which is you mentioned past experiences. You mentioned looking at how you've tackled this before and then magnifying those strengths. Another way you could do this is, and we've spoken about this recently, is a lot of people are very strong and their strengths display when they're doing work or helping other people. So that could be another place to tap into. Whereas, you know, you don't typically think about doing all of those tasks, either for your employer that you do for your business, for somebody you work for, your own particular business partner, you may be supporting all of these avenues where you display your strengths. But it's not often that you have to use these strengths internally for yourself to, to cultivate resilience. So once we can look at you know, we could look at, okay, how do, how do I show up in this part of the world? How do I show up in this part of the world? What do I do for my employer? Because without a doubt, you know, you have fantastic results for whoever you work for within your own business. And it's about tapping into those because those strengths can also be applied to you internally when you have a look, especially in this stage five, part five, and what Rose described here. It's very true. And actually often, you know, another question to ask is who have I helped that's kind of been in this situation before? Oh my God. Yes. I remember when Mary or John and they were feeling like this and I gave them this help to break that down. Exactly what Harmon is talking about. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be personal, could be business, any environment like that, which kind of leads us to the last stage. And that is 
what do I need to do next? You just simply ask yourself, right, having done all this, what is the next step? Be aware of your state management. So it might be that in order to get that next step, you're out walking anyway, but you just jump up and down, you move around, you, you change your physical state, but you just ask yourself, what is the first step? How do I climb the first step on this ladder? Is it making a phone call? Is it taking an action? Is it writing something down? Is it sending an email? Is it speaking to a friend? Whatever it is, decide on it and do it because that that breaks the inertia. And then we go back to, to step one, which is state management environment and try and stay in this cycle of growth. That's a key thing. But what is the next step? That's, that's really the, the only thing I want to just point out here. Fantastic. So can I do a quick summary? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. And then they, they can put these into action. So what we've discussed is, you know, what do we mean by resilience? Two how do people show up? What is the opposite of resilience? And then Roe has described with you a way to tackle this, to recultivate resilience in your life. And that is managing your state management, removing distractions and getting focused. Number three, defining the situation. Number four, answering those three big questions that we've described. Number five, internally looking at what are your strengths. And then number six, deciding on what is the right next step for you to, to take. Because you may be somebody who's aware of this. And now, firstly, if you are aware of these situations, what you can start to do is just jump into whatever stage is applicable. You know, you could have removed the distractions, but you didn't realize that stage three is just to download and write it down on paper. You may have been missing some of those big three questions. So what I would say is the key here is to do something to shift the inertia as Rose described and just dive in into any stage, any step that we've described based on where you feel you are right now. So with that being said, Ro, that's myself and Ro signing off from a Cicado Shorts. What we spoke about today was resilience. And as always, everything will be on the show notes at cicado.com. See you on the next episode. Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out We'll see you on the next episode.